This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. I know that very often you would think to yourself, how in the world can a limitation be a benefit? And yet sometimes it actually is. So I want you to think about your business for a minute and to recognize that sometimes you really don't have all that you want. You may not have all the money you want. You may not have all the skill, all the people, all the intelligence, all the ability maybe to single-handedly do what it is that you want to do. Now, when you're in that position, when there's some limitation in the system, here are a couple of benefits. First of all, it forces creativity. It forces ingenuity. You have to find another way to do it because you really don't know how to do it in maybe a customary way, or you don't have the resources that typically people would have to do what you want to do. So how do you do it with what you have? So that limitation does really force that invention. You know what they say, necessity is the mother of invention. It's kind of like along those lines. The other thing is that it means you're probably going to have to partner with some other people in order to get it done because you may not have what you need in and of yourself. And that partnership fosters collaboration, establishes deeper connections and relationships down the line for the next time. And again, it takes your creativity and solution generating to another level because you've got partners, thinking partners there with you to improve the outcome. And then the other thing that happens is that the glory for the success, if you will, gets distributed. It doesn't just reside with you, your partner and partners who were succeeding with you also get some glory in the process. You know, when I think about these limitations and being creative and being the mother of invention, I actually think about my own mother because for more than the last 10 years of her life, she was confined to a wheelchair. And she had each year increasingly more and more physical limitations. But my mother was a very smart woman. She was very intelligent. And her profession, her last profession she had was as a nurse. And so her mind was not chained. Her mind was fine. It was just the body that was kind of in a prison of sorts. And what I would watch my mother do as she was sitting in the wheelchair, she couldn't get out of it. She couldn't move at will the way she wanted to. However, she would use her mind to think of new ways to do something. She would say, well, today I'm going to do so-and-so. We would say, how are you going to do that? Because from our perspective, it would seem impossible. And she might need us to move a thing or two. We were her hands and feet, and she would instruct us and tell us what to do. And she would orchestrate her environment in such a way that in a very novel and unique way, she was able to do what if you were an able-bodied person you might think was impossible for a person to do from a wheelchair. And she did this every single day. So I saw it in operation that her limitation, she didn't allow it to limit her. 
And you don't have to allow any limitations on you to limit you either, because it means your brain is going to work even more to come up with possibilities that you normally might not think about. And at the end of the day, my mother always recognized that the real source of her strength and power was really God himself. And she certainly gave God the glory for enabling her to think of these creative and novel ways to do something a different way. So today I want to share the story of Gideon from the Bible because this is in the book of Judges. And at the time, the Midianites were really oppressing the people of God. And so Gideon was looking around and says, look, I've heard all of these stories about how God delivered my ancestors out of Egypt and done all of these great works. Where are those great works? Because we are suffering right now. Things aren't going well. So God eventually called Gideon and said, look, I'm calling you. You're going to deliver my people from the Midianites. And of course, Gideon's thinking, me? Who am I to deliver you know, the people from the Midianites in so many words? However, he assembled an army of about 30,000 soldiers. And before he did this, by the way, he had to make sure that he was really hearing correctly from God. He did all kinds of things, tests to make sure that it was really God speaking to him. And then he mustered the army of about 30,000 soldiers. But God said, no, that army is too big. Now, you might not think it's too big when the number of soldiers ultimately killed in the victory was at least 120,000. So that means there were probably even more of them. And he has this army of 30,000. But God said, nope, don't want 30,000. I want you to reduce this number. And so he had them have all the guys come to the water, have them drink at the watering hole. And he said he was only going to have Gideon take the ones who lapped up the water with their hands. The ones who were drinking the water while on their knees, they were allowed to go home. Through all these various tests and everything else that happened, Gideon was left with an army of about 300 men. Now, mind you, 300 men against the 120,000 plus, that's not a winning combination. But the winning combination was God himself. And he wanted to show them that he was the one winning the battle. And so I want to just read Judges, the seventh chapter and verse two, when God is explaining this to that part to Gideon, he says, and the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, my own hand has saved me. So I want you to think about it. When you have limitations, it breeds a certain amount of humility. You have to rely on others and you get the opportunity to share the glory with them. And that's also a benefit of the limitation. So be creative establish new partnerships, and get something done in spite of the limitations. As an executive business leader, you have many difficult decisions to make every single day. And it's important to think about how do you develop your people? How do you launch and develop high-performance teams? And how do you create a culture that wins every time? If you would like to take a look at your organization, and to talk about the wisdom and guidance that would propel you to create a best place to work and also competitive advantage, then I invite you to apply 
for a consultation to work with me. Go to my website, www.transleadership.com, go to the services page, and under organizational consultation, you will see a tab that says, contact us. That's where you request a consultation. So if you are an executive business leader in a medium to large size company, then I look forward to receiving your application and having a conversation with you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.